This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Welcome back to Reset. I'm your host, David McCabe. You can be found on Twitter at McCabe.io. Also, the website is McCabe.io. And you can find the podcast and YouTubes and all that kind of good stuff right there. Otherwise, YouTube.com slash David McCabe. Just recently got back from CES. So we're going to do one episode where I talk about CES. One episode. One ping. One ping only. What was that? Hunt for Red October? Yeah. So we're going to do it once. Now, I may refer to equipment or gear from CES that I saw there. But I'm not going to like, have a CES podcast. I'm not going to have one of three, you know, multiple chapters. We're going to get it in. We're going to get it done. It's like a Band-Aid. You're tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of talking about it. So let's get it done. All right. So the past two episodes were lighting and Wi-Fi. Now, I, I personally had a blast on these two episodes, and they're doing very well. They're doing good in downloads, and that's mostly thanks to you, because I ha- and I've heard good feedback, so thank you very much. Please share those, um, those podcasts that I say videos. Please share those podcasts. They're really good. And we're going to talk more about, we'll talk lighting sometime in the future, We'll try to get Richard back on and talk some home automation. We will definitely be talking Wi-Fi. I'm going to save that for a little bit later in this CES 2017 episode. There was a lot of Wi-Fi, so just hang on for that. So I got a cold the week before Christmas. Actually, maybe it was Christmas through, I, I don't know. It was right before CES, too. And thankfully, I shook that. Because going to Vegas in that dry desert air just always messes me up, especially walking through casinos, sucking all that cigarette smoke. That'll really kill you. So it's a mess. I'm glad I felt well. I had a good time. CES, it's fun to me. A lot of people talk badly about CES as it's, it's a grind. Now, it may be a grind if you're working for the man. Right, if you're working for the man and he says, go out, he or she, I should say, they say, go out, get a story about this product, which is supposed to be the hit of CES, and it's some stupid thing, you know, toaster on a fridge, pick something. You're not interested in it. You're just doing your job. You're getting some audio, you're getting some text, and you're writing a story, and you're banging it out. You're in a dark cave in Vegas when everybody else is out in the sunshine, and you're doing your job. Well, that's not what it's like for me. It's fun. It's a challenge. I love hustling around Vegas. I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know why. I do. I know Vegas very well. And I always get a car. So I get to the airport, get the car, and I haul buns to Mandalay Bay. Like I said, I know I know how to drive and get around in Vegas very well. Been been there, you know, for a decade now. 
I've gone many times per year. So I'll start out at Mandalay Bay, mainly because the two press events, the two days of press events are at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. So I thought it would be really easy. It was my first time. I really like the hotel. It's very nice. It's very nice. And I've stayed in some really bad places in Las Vegas. Hello, Sahara. Hello, Flamingo. Ah, Flamingo wasn't horrible. But but yeah, hello, uh, the old Imperial Palace, which is now the Link or the High Roller or some crap like that. I don't know what it is. Um, circus Circus. Yeah, stayed there too. <clears throat> So the prices were not bad because it's not part of CES yet. See, if Vegas got onto this, that the press comes early, they'd jack up the prices. But the prices only get jacked up for the days of the show. And then when the show's over, Sunday night, boom. Actually, Saturday night as well. The prices plummet because everybody's gone home. So Mandalay was a decent price. It's still expensive. Don't get me wrong. It's still very expensive, especially when they... A, charge you for parking. Thank you, MGM. Every MGM charges, every MGM property now charges you for parking. And they charge you a ridiculous resort fee, which can be upwards of $30 for just unencrypted Wi Fi. Yep, unencrypted. And you don't even get free water in your room anymore. They used to. Have a couple of little water bottles in your room every day. You'd get them for free. Maybe a little Keurig cup. You get a free decaf and a free regular. No, you don't get crap. So it gets expensive. So when the show starts, I leave the strip and go to where I can afford an actual hotel. This year and last was South Point Hotel. Now that is south of the strip, about three to five miles, I believe. It's not that far by car. Not that far at all. And it's an easy drive for me because I know where I'm going, how I need to get there. So then I came back Saturday night as a treat to myself and stayed in the Monte Carlo. I like that because I can gamble a little bit. I can sit in the sports book on Sunday morning and watch football. I was due to leave out Sunday. I picked the cheaper flight, which was later, and it's also... A one-way. The problem is, when I hit Sunday morning, and I had been there since, what, Tuesday? I was done, right? I was completely wiped out. I had nothing on my schedule. It was supposed to be chill time, go to the airport. Chill time, go to the airport. Well, I was all like, oh, I I don't have anything to do. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I almost went to the airport at like 9 in the morning because I just so wanted to get home. But... I thought, you know what, I'm going to keep my flight, and I went, actually I went to In-N-Out Burger, watched some football, and I went to a bookstore that I really, I'm going to plug these guys, it's called Amber Unicorn Books, it's on uh, Sahara Avenue, way off strip, about three miles, and it's it's a used bookstore, lots of cool used books, so it's a really, if you're, if you're a book person, you, you know what I'm talking about, little mom and pop shop. I buy all my World War II and history stuff there. So, Amber, Unicorn, Books. There's your plug, guys. Back to what I was saying. I enjoy Vegas. I do it for myself. Everything I do there benefits me, the podcast, the websites, and the forums, and all that good stuff. So, everything I do benefits us. And I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy talking about things that I like. 
I'm not out there to get the bicycle with the refrigerator on it. You know, I'm not out there to get that story. I'm out there to get the stories that matter to me. Also, what I enjoy is the people. I enjoy meeting other people. I enjoy meeting new people. But I also enjoy seeing old friends. This year, I got to see Richard Hay win OBS on Twitter. Josh Pollard, Josh Pollard was there. Richard Gunther was there. Home on uh, podcast and the DMZ with Josh. I meet up with a couple of vendors that I consider friends now. You know, I've known them for so long. I can I recognize them by face. We meet, we have coffee, we talk tech, and we talk about what's going on, and we have a good time. I met, I also star search, right? So I consider these stars, like Neelai Patel, right? So I stop, and I pat Neelai on, on, the, on the shoulder, and I go, hello, Mr. Verge, and I just walk off. You know, I don't. I'm sure he was going, who in the hell was that? Uh, who else did I see? Mr. Mobile. Mr. Mobile was really enthralled with his mobile phone. He did not look up. I'm sure if I would have reached up and touched his hair, he might have uh, done something. But uh, no, he was he was enthralled with himself at the moment. Who else did I see? I always see Patrick Norton. I always see Father, Father What's-His-Name from the Twit Network. Actually, that guy cut in front of me one time to get to uh, a vendor at Showstopper, so he's not my biggest... uh, He just looked at me like, what are you going to (laughs) do? I'm a man of God. What are you going to do? I'm like, oh, you just cut. Not cool. So, father father something. Who else did I see? Oh, Phil Nickinson. You know, he used to be Android Central. He's now like Modern Dad or, or something like that. So, Phil, he has a... He has a voice that it's just, it resonates, right? It, it's out there. You know this voice. And I heard it, and I introduced myself. Hey, Phil, how you doing? He was a very nice guy, a very nice guy. So the thing is, the whole rest of the week, I kept hearing Phil. I would hear his voice. I would turn around. I'm like, you're there again. <laughs> he would laugh. One time, it was, uh, it was at Showstoppers or something, and I turned around. I said, Phil, stop doing that. <laughs> I don't know if he knew who I was or not, you know, that we had interacted prior. Not that he knows who I am. Of course he doesn't. Um, but it was it was entertaining to me, at least. So that was kind of cool. I saw and spoke with Brad Sams at Pepcom. And then the next day, I saw and spoke with Paul Thrott and Brad, which was really neat. Um, I finally got to introduce myself to Paul. I've talked to him on the phone. I've talked to him on podcasts, but it was real neat to, uh, you know, just stand beside the man and hear his voice. And, and, you know, I, I respect him and I respect his writings and podcasts. So it was kind of neat to meet him in person. Been the PC guy, met up with him one more time and, uh, always see him. I always introduce myself. He, of all my famous people that I like to talk about, he knows me by face. So I think that's really cool. I wanted to run into Stacy Higginbotham. I really like her podcast. I really like her writing and her insight on IoT and the connected home. And I tried and I looked forever for her at Pepcom and I could not find her. I was just going to run up and shake her hands. Hey, I'm a big fan. So Stacy, next year, I would like to maybe we, I can get an interview with her. That would be really cool. She has a real great personality she's great she's good she's good radio kids she's real cool real cool person i assume and i would like to 
like to like to talk with her. So that's my that's my star report. That's the Hollywood report here on the Reset podcast. Okay, let's go through. I've got some YouTube videos. I know I talk about YouTube a lot on my channel. I'm really having fun with it. That's why when I have fun with something, I talk about it. Right. I did a couple of videos out there, and I did I did this crazy thing. I was walking through the airport, and I saw the Best Buy store box thing. It reminded me how I forgot to order a Fitbit. I wanted a Fitbit to count my steps and to get back on the the somewhat, I think I'm going to be fit bandwagon, maybe try to lose some weight. So I thought maybe a Fitbit would help me. And I, I, I goofed around, and I didn't get one from Amazon, but I looked over in the box, and there it was, the Fitbit, I believe it's the Charge 2, or Surge, Charge, Surge, Charge, something like that. And I just bought it. I was like, the heck with it? I paid my money. Actually, I looked on the Amazon app first, and the Best Buy was a little cheaper. It was like a dollar or like 49 cents cheaper. So I was like, wow, that is cool. I totally expected to be gouged like 10 bucks or something, and I was not, so I purchased it right then and there. I took my new loot, stuffed it in my backpack, and on the flight out there, which was four hours and some odd minutes, is actually late because there was quite a bit of a headwind, I unboxed it with, I videoed it, unboxed it on the plane. So that was my first. I call it my Mile High Unbox, and I am no longer... Uh, not I'm in that club. I am in the Mile High Unboxing Club now. I don't know if that, that exists, but I'm in it. So that was cool. I did a couple of videos. I didn't do like show floor like, hey, how are you doing, Bob? Show me your product. And um, I didn't do any of that. I just did kind of, here. here's, I filmed some stuff. I talked about it. I, I dubbed over it. And I did some driving. I talked to the camera. I did some shenanigans, you know, That's the kind of videos that I tend to make these days instead of, you know, talking to Bob about the oven that's connected to the bicycle. That's what I do. Now, one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to have podcasts with show floor interviews. Now, I know a lot of people do that. A lot of my peers do that. A lot of folks that I personally listen to do that, but I don't like them. My preference doesn't have to be yours. I don't like them. I don't like to listen to them. So I'm not going to do them and I'm not going to force you to listen to them. I respect the folks that do that because they do a good job at it. I just, I don't, I don't want to do it, folks. And I may have a phobia about this. I, I seriously think that I may have a phobia about this because several years ago, CES, I did a little freelance work for Gina Smith. Gina is huge in the industry, or was. I don't know what she's doing now. Um, you know, she's interviewed Jobs, Wozniak. She has a she has a mention in the Walt Isaacson book, for heaven's sakes, the one about Steve Jobs. So when she asks you to do something, you just, you do it. You help out, right? So we're at we're at Showstoppers a couple years ago. This may be three three years ago. Could be two. I don't know three. And so she gives you a camera guy. And they've got film crew, they've got cutting crew, and they go, they say, go out and look at Bob's bicycle with an oven attached to it 
get a minute of conversation with him and be funny and be cool and bring the footage back to us here in the next five minutes so we can cut it and publish it. So you're kind of under the gun. So this is three days into CES, right? I'm already tired. You're going, trust me, when you're there, you are going a lot and you're walking and you're sometimes you're malnourished. You haven't drank enough. You're starting to get the, the Vegas crud, the CES crud. So your body is, it's not there, right? It's, it's beat up. And when you have to be put in front of a camera with a bright light, holding a microphone, talking to someone who you've just asked 30 seconds worth of questions, got all the info that you need, and turn it around and make it into a one-minute to two-minute interview that is interesting and fun and ces right? I'm telling you, it's not as easy as it seems. When you see these guys, these reporters, and these film crews, it's, it's not easy. I mean, it's not rocket science, right? We're not splitting the atom here. But again, it takes a certain person and a certain talent to make this happen, especially when you don't know any of their intro and outro key phrases. You know, this is David McKay reporting CES 2017, and I'm talking with, you know, and it, it takes a lot. I'm telling you, respect those folks that do it, and I do too. I just, that may, I may have a phobia about it because I constantly tripped over my words, and I felt like I did a bad job. They say I did a good job, but I felt like I did a bad job. So I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't. I, you know, if it paid really good, maybe I would, but uh, I should try it again to uh, kill that phobia. Let's go over some CES topics, right? I've talked long enough. I hope you get that CES is not normal for me, right? I go, I have fun. I set up my year's worth of reviews. I set up new contacts. I talk to old contacts. And you're there for presence and vendor relationships. And also, I got, man, I just keep talking about the, the, the inner workings of CES and myself, don't I? They're starting to do flags on badges. Now, maybe they were doing this all along, but I had no clue. So they're doing these little flags. If you're a speaker, you get a little speaker flag. That's always been the case. But they're also putting years on the badges. And maybe I just had never been this way. So mine said eight to nine years. Eight to nine years covering CES. That's what my badge said. So I was supposed to get a flag that said five plus years on the bottom of my badge. It kind of sets it apart. It says media. It says your name, your website, and then there's a media flag, and then you get the uh, 5 plus, or 10 plus, 30 plus. There were a lot of those. There were even some 50s. The, the show's been going 50 years, and there was some 50s. I talked to a lady in the press room that had a 50 badge. It was really neat. So I didn't get a, I didn't get a flag. I didn't get a 5 plus flag. So I... Two days later, about when the show started, it was actually Thursday. I went up to one of the one of the booths, uh, the registration booths that it it had cleared out by by then, right? Everybody's got their badge, and I said, 
I showed him my badge. I said, I've got eight to nine years. I didn't get my five plus ribbon. I did not get the ribbon. I would like the ribbon. And he says, oh, you didn't get the ribbon. And he looked down in his tray. He goes, oh, I'm out of five plus. Would you like a 10 plus? And he just slid it over to me. He goes, here you go. Take this. And I was like, ooh, 10 plus years. So I put it on my badge. I didn't do it to be like deceitful. I mean, that's what he gave me. I even told a vendor that. Yeah, it says 10 plus, but I'm really five plus. But let me tell you, it turns heads. You walk in with a media badge and two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, when blogging freaked out and everybody had a blogger badge, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Unless it said in gadget or, you know, uh, name CNET or, you know, some other big site. Nobody cares. With this little flag on my badge, I felt like people cared. I felt like people recognized me. I would walk in. I would walk in. Yeah, I'm media or press or hey, look at me. <laughs> I Honestly, I didn't get the big hat, but people did notice. They would walk up to you and say, may we help you? May we talk, you, talk to you about this product? Yada, yada, yada. It's good stuff. The only problem is on the back of my badge, there's a sponsorship tag from Best Buy. I went to this one little tiny drone manufacturer and I walked in and they were all over me. Like stink on poop. You know, you've heard that old saying. And I was like, wow, this badge is really working here, right? And they were like, what, what can we get you? Can you do anything? La, 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 la. And, they, and then they said, oh, you're, you're Best Buy. You're, you're a buyer? Best Buy? Buyer? I'm like, I looked down. My badge was flipped around. It had the Best Buy thing poking out. I was like, no. I flipped it around. I'm, I'm press. And they're like, oh. They couldn't care less. They are a little little drone toy manufacturer, and they wanted, you know, they needed someone to, to buy their product to get into the United States, and here, here a Best Buy guy rolls in, and wouldn't you know it, I'm talking about, doggone these Best Buy tags, and wouldn't you know a Best Buy tag, a real one, walks by and starts laughing. <laughs> I think he knew it was an issue. He starts laughing. And I was just like, man, I didn't mean to. I wasn't talking bad about you Minnesota folks. I just, you know, the badge flipped around. Yeah, and I'm stammering all over. I'm stumbling and stammering all over myself. And he's just like, I get it, dude. I get it. <laughs> uh, he's a very popular person at CES. The Best Buy tag. Yep. You know he's very popular. All right, what did I say 10 minutes ago? Let's talk about some products. Wi-Fi, security, everywhere. Guys, gals, we are going to be set for the year. I think we could take one Wi-Fi product or security product for the every month and finish out the year. Unfortunately, we need to be getting on them right now, right? So it was everywhere. The other thing I noticed that was everywhere, yep, I've said this before, I said it last year, and everybody else has said it too, A-L-E-X-A, so uh, we're going to call her by keyword, Amazon keyword, oh, mine is set to, I can't find the answer to the question I heard, okay, I'm going to hit the mute button, turn her little dial red. Yes, this one in my office is named Amazon, so we're not going to say keyword or A-L-E-X-A. We're going to say keyword, right? Okay, here we go. Restart 
Yes, it was everywhere. Amazon was everywhere. You're going to hear this over and over and over, probably for a month. Get used to it. Get used to it. That's not what's notable to me, right? Because remember last year, every everywhere there was the keyword. She was everywhere. Even if they weren't integrated, they would put one on their table at their booth to get you to come in. So there was a VC guy, Steve uh, Schlafman. Schlafman. I don't know. I don't know this guy, but he tweeted out this time last year. Alexa had fewer than one hundred skills. Now she has. 7,000 skills, 7,000. This thing has grown a gangbusters. It is the voice control of everything right now. Google just didn't have enough time to break through that CES barrier, and I fear for them if they can't differentiate themselves and get into, get into this market. So having said all that, the, the keyword was everywhere. Anything and everything can be queried by the keyword, whether it is useful or not. Yes, you can query it. And it's the second year in a row. That's what intrigues me. That is what's notable. The keyword won the show. I mean, hands down, two years in a row. That is very interesting. Lenovo has copied the keyword, I wouldn't say copied, but they have partnered and they made one that looks just like it, cost a little more, but it sounds better. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it looked. It was white. It had a colorful bottom end, kind of like the Google, um, the Google Now product, Google Home, I should say. I didn't like it. The knob I thought was too stiff. I, I just didn't like it. Maybe I'll change my tune later. Maybe I'll get one and compare it, but I just, I didn't like it. So, AR and VR were everywhere. I mean, the, the, it's, it's amazing. The topics that I am interested in, because I don't do TVs, I don't do fridges, I don't do bicycles with toasters on them, like, like I've been talking about. But AR and VR intrigues me. I like it. Now, the HTC Vive has been out. It's been out for a while. Let's face it. It's been out for a while, but they introduced the Vive Tracker. Now, it's take your hand and stick it out and point your fingers up in the air like a claw. That's what it looks like. It will fit in your palm like that. And it's got these three like claw-like feet things. that, And you can attach the Vive Tracker to an object, to a real-world object. And you can bring that real-world object into the VR world with you. It's real neat. I got to experience this. Vive had a little booth in the in the wind, not on the show floor, not in the sands, at the wind. And which was cool by the way. I'm not gigging them on this. I'm just saying this is how CES is now. You have to go to many, many hotels in order to get it done. But I had a chance to play with their developers code for the Vive, not just games, but real world situations. There was one um, where I was able to take a training on how to revive a baby that has just been born. So it's been born, it's been placed on the table. What do you do next? Well, you got to clean it off and you got to do this and you got to stimulate it and you got to get the yuck out of its mouth so it breathes. 
and then and then pump air oxygen into it. It was it was very interesting. So it's a training. It's a real world training. Instead of reading a book and looking at PowerPoints, man, you're doing it in VR. So hopefully you would know what to expect when you get out to the real world. I also played some baseball. I got to go against was a pretty good pitcher. He was fast. And I thought the bat was a little heavy for me, but it was real neat because it did have the tracker on it and I was able to swing the bat, a real baseball bat, a real wooden baseball bat. I'm swinging it in this booth. And I got a couple of hits. I got a couple of bloopers, but I didn't get any amazing, you know, deep drives into the left field gap or anything. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I kind of broke a sweat. It was it was really neat. I did play a game. So I, I really was interested in a game where there was this big gun. And it was a, a, a I can't even remember the manufacturer. We'll, maybe I'll get into that in a future show. But they hand you this gun. It's got a grenade launcher. And it has uh, trackers on it built into it. So you see it in the game. When you point it, you see it in VR. And it's really neat. And you can see your arm attached to it. But it's not your arm with your Fitbit on it. You know, it's this, I don't know, Master Sergeant from Halo wearing armored arm that's got Tron lights on it. And it looks really cool. And it moves around. It's, it's your arm. It's just encased in this awesome VR uniform and you're shooting bad aliens. It was really cool. Really, really cool. AR VR was, was everywhere. I mean, it really was. There were headsets and uh, accompanying headsets for these other products. And one that sticks out with me was, um, you know, Epson, Epson create, you know, you know, them for printers, right? They had, it wasn't a VR headset. It was an AR augmented reality headset and it was for the DJI drone platform. Now DJI makes drones that you can fly and they're not necessarily toys. They have professional drones but they do have um, uh, consumer drones that are fun to fly and you get uh, photography, 4K video, really cool stuff. But they had an AR headset. So what you see, you hook it up to your controller. You're wearing these glasses and you see the screen of the app on in, in front of you, in front of your face. Now, this is nothing new because racing drones and other drones have uh, first-person view headsets, but those cover your eyes. You cannot see anything around you. Someone could come up and make googly eyes at you and you wouldn't know they're there because you're racing your drone, right? Which that's good for racers, but this was AR. You could see the screen, but you could see through it, and you could maintain contact, eye contact with your drone, which, by the way, is an FAA responsibility that you say you're going to do when you get your drone license. If you get a drone that is not a toy, you have to go out and register it with the FAA. And one of the rules is you maintain eye contact with your drone at all times. Well, a lot of people don't because these things can go out, you know, two miles. But that's what you say that you're going to do to be a responsible drone pilot. And Epson allows you to do that. You can see your controls. You can see what's going on in your display, like a heads-up display. But you can also see beyond it. And you can see the drone. You can see houses and trees. And it was really cool. It's on the market. I think it was like 700 bucks, And it is so cool. I would love 
to get a review unit of that. Probably not going to happen, but I would still love to do that. Hey, we'll try, right? Maybe I'll take a picture of my 10-year press badge. Say, hey, you want to be on my podcast, buddy, right? We'll try that. Okay, you may say that I'm burying the lead 30 minutes into a podcast, but I am not burying the lead because we have more to talk about. Dave, what is your most favorite item that you saw at CES 2017? Most of the time people will tell you, oh, it's this new conceptual thing and it's got 14 screens and it's cool. Well, no, I'm picking a product. Sorry about that. That was horrible, right? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, I'm picking a product that's already on the market. You can get it at Amazon. It has reviews. It's doing good. I just haven't gotten my hands on it. I've always wanted to see it. I've always wanted to play with it. And But they did introduce something new, and it won my CES. It did. It's not a Wi-Fi product. It's a home automation product. It's called Nucleus. Nucleus is the Anywhere Intercom. It is a little screen. You can power it with batteries. You can power it with P-O-E. Isn't that cool? You can P-O-E this thing. It can be your family intercom. Put one in every room that you need, and it will do all the cool stuff that you need in order to talk to your family, say, come to dinner, hello, get up, get down here for dinner. And it's got tons and tons of features. Now, here's why I think, here's why it won the internet for me. It is A-L-E-X-A enabled. Yes, keyword. You can ask your keyword, the nucleus, and it will relay to the A-L-E-X-A and give you the information you need. That is cool. Now, the other thing that it can do, not yet, but it will in the future, is Amazon released, I guess, if I understand this correctly, APIs for manufacturers to create an ALEXA with a screen on it. Now, Amazon has been rumored to be producing a 7-inch device like this, but I'm telling you, it's already here. It's called Nucleus. It's just not enabled yet. But they say they are the first part partner to be able to do that for you. Now, why is that cool, Dave? Because when you say, A-L-E-X-A, please play some Twisted Sister. I don't know why I picked Twisted Sister to play for you, but so the A-L-E-X-A will play your Twisted Sister album and it will show it on the screen as here's what's playing, right? That is now my home audio solution of choice. It is something I've always wanted and I'm calling it cool. I'm calling it the win of the CES for me. Nucleus. Yes, Nucleus. And you can buy this thing now. You don't have to wait for it. You win the internet. For me anyway. For me anyway. I'm going to be talking with these guys a little bit more. I have not had a chance to sit down and talk to all all my peeps that I spoke with. But I was really impressed with the Nucleus product. All the show notes. All the, um, excuse me. Everything I talk about will be in the show notes at mccabe.io. Please go take a look. Synology. 
I love me some Synology, and they've got a new router. Not the 1900 AC, which that's the old router. That's what I've got. Dang it. This one is the RT2600 AC. It's a brand new router. It looks really cool. And it's got tons of bandwidth in it. It's Moo, MIMO, uh, tons of radios. And it comes with, of course, Synology Router Manager, which is really growing up, guys. It's a really neat package to manage your router. I am dying to get a hold of this and test it. And I will do a show for you. I'll do a video for you. I can't wait to see that. Now, Synology also released some flash stations. You got that right. It's a rack station that is full of flash drives. That is really huge. They, Speaking of huge, they also introduced a couple of very, very large uh, network-attached um, disk stations. But they didn't really, like, they weren't super flashy this year, right? They've got DSM 6.1. They've got, they've got almost like, I mean, you would just call it like business tools, like chat, calendar, mail, uh, notes, and all that stuff. And it's all web-based. So if you had a small business and you didn't want to pay for anything else and you had a NAS, you could probably get away with, you know, sharing documents and mail and calendar and productivity all this way. I just, ah, I have my doubts about the successful uh, launch of this. I don't. I don't get it yet, but I'm going to check it out to see if I can get it, if I can figure out who this would be appealing to. All right, QNAP uh, had a couple of new devices. They didn't have a whole lot to show, except, I mean, they got a huge line, guys. I'm not saying they didn't come out and show anything, but the cool thing was is QNAP, whether they like it or not, they had a booth, and they put their booth in the sands, like at the back of the home automation hall. So that was really... It was handy to me because I didn't have to schedule an appointment and walk to a different hotel. Although, after you do that, you do get a more personal treatment and you can see the gear up front and in person, which is really cool. Now, QNAP has started doing something that is very handy that I'm going to check out in depth in this year. And I've actually searched on this before and you may have as well. But QNAP, when you talk about a NAS, it's a NAS. It attaches to the network. That's how you get your files. Network-attached storage. Sometimes cannot be very speedy. So, you think, well, it'd be awesome if I had like a Drobo and I could direct-attach my storage and have it be fast. Get back and forth my my files and videos via Thunderbolt or whatever you want, USB 3, make it faster than network, right? Well, if you have a network-attached storage, it will not direct attach. I'm talking to you, Synology. You cannot stick a USB in there and connect it to your computer. It will not do that. The Synology wants to add storage via the USBs. Actually, it wants to add additional backup targets. You can expand your storage. QNAP, however, you can add a USB to your PC or your laptop and designate it as direct attached storage at the same time that it is network attached storage. That's a game changer, folks. This is, this is different. I like it. I actually personally want it. <laughs> and I'm calling you QNAP, and we're going to get a hold of it. 
and we're going to show it to reset listeners and everybody on the forums. That's going to be fun. Let's talk about some Wi-Fi. Now, there was a ton, ton of Wi-Fi there. I've said that. Before we even got to the show, Linksys dropped their brand new product called Velop. Velop is a true mesh product. It's from Linksys, guys. We all know Linksys, right? The other cool thing is it is a true tri-band product. Now, what that means is there's a 2.4 gigahertz radio. There's a 5.8 gigahertz radio for all of its client devices, right? Your phones, your tablets, your PCs. But it also has an additional, a third 5.8 gigahertz radio to talk amongst the access points. You, You see my arm? Connecting here, I'm waving back and forth. They can connect with that third radio, and you don't take any of the bandwidth away from the client devices, which is great. One ESSID, one password, you roam. It's easy to set up. It's got a cool app. It's got parental controls, and it is shipping now. It is on Amazon. A three-pack is 500 simoleons. I say it's shipping now. It'll be released January 15th. A lot of folks already have these things. Maybe I should dig out that business card and just ask for it now. Maybe this should be our first review. And man, I really need to set up my Wi-Fi testing station because I've got Orbi, Netgear Orbi under test right now. And I really like it. And I've got the Eero. And I've also got the Almond, the Almond 3, which we'll talk about. And I think Linksys is going to do very well I can get my hands on it and test it. Now, I know a lot of guys in the homeservershow.com forums. Please go there and look at the Wi-Fi section. There's a networking section. There's a Wi-Fi section. Everybody's talking about everything under the sun. Any product you want to know about is out there. Trust me. It's good stuff out there. We're hitting these fast because I don't want, I really don't want to go over an hour, but I don't want to have to do this next week as well. Portal Wi-Fi, P-O-R-T-A-L. These guys had a a device at Showstoppers. Showstoppers is a huge haul in the wind with tons of people, tons of Wi-Fi going, and it's a mess. Usually you come up to a vendor and you say, show me your product. And they're like, well, we're having Wi-Fi troubles, you know, because there's just so much, so much out here, right? Portal was reveling in that fact. They're like, hey, we've got Wi-Fi that works better than anyone else because we use all of the 5.8 gigahertz channels that nobody else uses. We have FCC clearance to use these channels. Try it out. So I did. I hooked up to their portal. I got good speed standing right beside their table. And I was like, well, what happens if I go to the other side of the hall? I went to the other side of the hall. We're talking hundreds of feet, if not hundreds of yards. We're talking at least a football field away. Through all of these crowds of Wi-Fi's and everything, and I still connected, and I still got bandwidth. Now, it wasn't good, but their point is, if you have a busy location, like you're in a condo or an apartment, and everybody and their dog has Wi-Fi, Portal is going to break through that with these extra channels, and you're going to be able to get bandwidth. The bandwidth that is advertised, right? So it was amazing. It really was. I really am looking forward to testing Portal and seeing how it does. I mean, because open your phone and open Wi-Fi and see how many access points pop up. That's their point right there. 
10. You probably see 10 if you live in any kind of subdivision like I do. You see 10. Netgear Orby, Netgear had a, uh, a hotel room with, they had a floor actually, 17th floor at a, uh, at a hotel room, a hotel, and showed me all their cool stuff. And I can't wait to get my hands on some of this stuff, guys. I mean, they had a gaming switch with, uh, with like a no lag switch, which was so cool. Uh, we talked about NAS, we talked about link aggregation, we talked about Orby, we talked about Arlo Pro. And we're going to get our hands on all of it. Yes, we are. I was really stoked about uh, when I left the Netgear um, location because they've got some real interesting stuff. Real interesting stuff. Also, D-Link. Take a look at my YouTube videos. I showed a brand new D-Link camera, which is so tiny. And it is so cool looking. I can't wait to get my hands on it. It's going to be so inexpensive. It's like 60 bucks, maybe like 69 bucks. So it's their new little inexpensive camera and I told them while I was there I said you know what I said your camera talks to your app but your camera also talks to my Synology surveillance station at the same time and they're like okay and I said don't ever change that don't don't ever change it I'm telling you as a user I like it if you change it I'm throwing my cameras at you (laughs) they were like okay Dave calm down they said, it, actually, they said, it's good to hear that. They need to hear feedback like that, that we like something. Usually, we give them feedback like, hey, your crap doesn't work. But I give them that feedback like, I like to get it in your app, and I like to get it in my app. Don't change that, right? Okay, what else? Luma was at Pepcom and Showstoppers. They also had a, uh, a private uh, meeting room at the Sands, but I didn't go knocking on the door. However, when I did walk up, they knew me which I thought was cool. And do you know why they knew me, guys? Reset listeners, homeservershow.com, forums, participants, do you know how they knew me? Because of that forum. Because we talked about their product, we reviewed their product, we actually talked a little bad about their product, but we talked good about their product as well. They know where they failed, they know where they did good, and they know where they failed, guys. And I had an interesting conversation with Luma, and it reminded me of the power of that website, homeservershow.com. I say it a lot, but there's a forum there, and it's very powerful. Vendors do read, they do take note, and they do action on the items that we talk about. And I was rough on Luma. I Trust me, I was... Hands down, I was tough on Luma because of you know, various factors. But their technology worked pretty good, and it was fast. So it made me sit back and think, like, I need to take a look at this product again. I need to give them another fair shot. At the same time, I'm giving fair shot to all these other companies, right? Respect the website. But also, it also made me think, Dave, be careful what you say. They read. And if you tell all those thousands of readers on your site, this product sucks, people read it. People take it to heart. So it made me, it made me just kind of, it made me respect the review 
right? Not what I've done with my site, right? I'm not patting myself on the back at all. It's more I'm patting my readers, my listeners, my forum participants on the back. They read you guys. They pay attention. They may not come out in the forums and say, hey, what's going on, Billy? How are you? Do you don't like Luma? Tell me why. But they do. They do read. They do take action. So I was very impressed with this company that they could talk to me right there on the show floor and other people were trying to get their attention and they were like, Dave, we want to talk to you. We realize some things went wrong and here's what we've done. Here's how we're trying to improve. I was thoroughly impressed with that company, Luma. I, I, I got serious here on you because I do mean it. They, I do mean it. It was, um, it was a great conversation. It, was, it, it made me proud. It made me proud of my websites. It made me proud of my readers and my listeners. So thanks, guys. Eero was there as well. Eero was at Pepcom. I assume that they probably had some meetings as well. Um, meeting rooms. Oh, I, I don't go bothering for meeting rooms. I don't need a meeting with Eero. You know, I don't. I don't need a meeting with Luma. I just need like two minutes to, to bend their ear. What do you got new? What are you doing for me? Right? Here's what I can do for you. And they were super cool. Super cool. They knew me as well. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is so freaking awesome. <laughs> they know me. They know my name. They know my forum. So, guys, that was it was it was a good CES. And Eero was totally respectful. They're like, Dave, we're doing this and we're doing this and we're not gonna stop. We're just gonna keep improving. We're gonna keep knocking it out of the park. And I just said, do this for me, do that for me, do this for me, right? This is what I want to see. So it was awesome. Also talked with Almond. Once again, they know me, right? I just did a review for them, so of course they did. But they introduced a product. They're Almond 3. Mesh Home Automation Router System is now has the ability to say, hey, there's some odd activity going on in your thermostat. It's It's got bandwidth going in and out of it that we do not recognize and we have not seen before. Maybe we should check it out. And that's cool. Because you know people are targeting these things and we don't want ransomware. We don't want bots. and We don't want all this crap in our cameras taking over our network and doing DDoS to some other network. You know, crazy stuff. Almond 3 is attacking it head on. And I called it maybe one or two podcasts ago. Maybe it was on the Wi-Fi show. I called it. I said, I think Almond's got security. And I think they know security better than any of these other guys. And boom, I got it right. Press release. Security. Now, speaking of security, Bitdefender is a antivirus company. They were there. They've had this box. It's called Bitdefender Box. It's got horrible reviews before. But they're coming out with a new one. But I got a hold of the old one. So in order sometimes to know how far they've come, you need to know how far they've been, right? So I've got the old Bitdefender box. It's an appliance that plugs in. I assume it's going to be like Circle with Disney. It's going to tell me if I got bad stuff going on. And I don't know if it's going to limit my YouTube usage, but we'll find out. Norton, antivirus, security. They've got this new thing. It's this geodesic looking device it's about the most hideous thing you've ever seen in your life i don't know if i want that sitting on my coffee table but it's a security device we're going to take a look at it 
all kinds of stuff, guys. Tons of stuff. Wi-Fi and security, we're going to be talking about a lot. There were PCs. There were tons of new PCs. And I mean, I'm just going to hit them super quick. Lenovo, great. LG had the new Gram, 14-inch, 21 hours of battery. Awesome. Intel came out with a credit card-sized computer. Dell has a new, uh, I think it's called a Canvas monitor or something like that, but it looks like a Surface Studio, and it's kind of a, almost like that, so that's cool. Surface Pro 3 and Pro 4 users, listen up. There's a new keyboard kind of case bottom for your Surface Pro 3 and your Surface Pro 4 that looks really good. It turns your Surface into a laptop, and it it looked cool. I, I almost want to go buy a Surface Pro 4 just so I can play with that. Now, also... I got a product from OmniCharge, and OmniCharge is a uh, it's a backup battery, and it's got a full three prong plug on the side, and it's got this it's got the uh, a cable in it. You know how some chargers come with cables and USBs and all that kind of stuff. It's got a Surface Pro charging cable. It's about uh, eight inches long, maybe. So you could literally set the OmniCharge like on your tray table with you or maybe even behind your Surface Pro 3 and power it with this thing. It is huge, 20,400 milliampers per hour. It's an awesome little box. It's got an OLED screen on it. It looks fantastic. I'm holding it in my hand. I've done an unboxing. I need to get it published and I'll show it to you and I'm going to review this bad boy. I was thinking about maybe charging my phone overnight a couple times and see how many times I can get it charged. I'm at 100%. Well, well I'll test it. You're going to like it. That's for you Surface folks. Tons of smart home stuff. Of course there were TVs. Yes, there were TVs. Always TVs. Um, LG had their paper-thin TV. Not paper, but thin. But it was, uh, what did they say? Stack three quarters or something like that? three quarters up and that's how thick it was and it had this huge big sound bar giant sound bar that you had to have with it in order to do the, the TV but you could literally stick it on the wall with a magnet because it only weighed something like 17 pounds it was a freak of nature it was gorgeous oh my god it was gorgeous so CES did not uh, disappoint but I thought it was a milder show right I thought it was milder. There were a lot of drones. I went out to the desert and flew drones at the drone rodeo, and it was a blast. And I got to, I got to be around drone people. I got to talk to drone people, and it is one of my new loves and faves. Not just because it's fun, but I also see the the like commercial potential with this. I think a lot is going to become of the uh, industry in the next year or two. It's probably not all going to be good, especially for consumers. But for commercial entities, I think it is going to be outstanding. It's going to be outstanding. We were in the desert, put a drone in the air, one guy's flying, one guy's shooting the camera with a zoom lens that was unreal. And they sent out a Lamborghini, a chase car as an example, and he was flying down the highway a couple of miles away, and this drone had him right on the camera, right? You, you, they should have put a white Bronco out and called it OJ 
and followed it with this drone camera, just like that helicopter did way back in the day. Because it was, it was unreal how the technology could help first responders, emergency crews. And all I kept thinking about was, what if, what if we married a couple of my faves? Let's, let's take the surface team. Take some surface hubs, put them in the police force's hands, have guys with maps, and we know where car A is, we know where car B is, and car B's got the drone, put the drone in the air, feed the video back to the, the bosses on the surface hub, and they've got the maps, and they're able to make decisions, and they can see bad guys trying to escape and hide into boats, and it, I don't know why it just like overwhelmed me all this information that hey, this is going to happen. You know it's going to happen, right? This is going to be the new reality. I, I thought I thought it was it. It just interests me, right? I don't know if I can be attached to that to that uh, technology, but it it interests me, and that's fun. That's that's what make makes life go around, right? Having fun and following your dreams. But hurry up before the pizza gets cold. And the pizza is getting cold. We're about one hour into, into this reset. We're going to talk more about these products on this show. And of course, you can find more detail about these products at homeautomationforums.com and also homeservershow.com slash forums. I'm going to try my very hardest not to talk about CES. It's almost going to be like A-L-E-X-A. I'm not going to say the word. And hopefully, your A-L-E-X-A will not be buying any dollhouses anytime soon because of Reset. But I appreciate you listening. Tell your friends, rate it on iTunes, and come back here next week. We'll talk about some more gadgets and fun stuff. Thanks for listening. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at mccabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com, Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E Music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset.